What is going on, NBA fans? You are listening to Nothing But the NBA Podcast with your hosts, Nick Amendola and Teddy Christopa. It is May 30th, 2021, and today on this episode, we are going to talk about the playoffs. The playoffs started this week, and Nick and I are going to give you our feedback and see what you know what we like about each series and what we kind of don't. So we're going to give you the ins and outs of those. We also have some big news, especially coming from the Lakers injury staff. Um, we're going to talk about that later on in this episode as well. But before we get started with today's episode, um, some ways that you can contact us is by email, and that is nothing but NBA podcast at gmail.com. That is again nothing but NBA podcast at gmail.com. Instagram and Twitter is nothing but the NBA. DM us, email us, do what you have to do, give us your feedback. Give us some bold predictions of the playoffs. We want to hear it, and we want to incorporate that into each and every show as well. So also, in the link, wherever you listen to your podcast, you'll see a link, and it has our merchandise. So if you enjoy our podcast and want to represent it, feel free to purchase the merchandise. So with that being said, let's get started with today's episode. And Nick, first off, how are you doing? Um... Second off, tough week for us. <laughs> I, I've been better. I yeah. have been better. Uh, Miami did not look good <laughs> in the playoffs. You know, at least Boston is playing a tough team. I would say a tougher team. But we didn't get those brooms. <laughs> we at least won a game. Mm. You shouldn't have, though. Probably shouldn't have, but Jason Tatum's on another either. level. I mean, it's just, to me, Jason Tatum... 50 points, that was nice. You but can't do that more than once. How was your week? How was your week with the uh, Miami Heat? <laughs> like I was saying right before we started, that this would have been far beyond rated explicit if if we had recorded this after game three. Yeah, I mean, well, we kind of knew once that game. I mean, once you get down 3-0, it's pretty much over. 3-1. No one's ever... Turn that over back to winning. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much over. It's hard to get your mind right being down 3 0. 3 1, we've seen. We've seen it with Golden State. We've seen it with uh, Cleveland. So those do happen, but 3 0 is just another level. All right, let's uh, let's get started with um, talking about just some of the, you know, what series we think are the best series out there. And I think for, for one, I would say, I mean, hard to argue Phoenix and, and the Lakers right now being tied 2-2. So to me, that's I don't know about point. anymore, but I I think it's like, I think it might be over, honestly. Like, I, like who's winning? I haven't seen LeBron put up, like, he might need 40 points if AD is not back. Well, Anthony Davis, if you're a Lakers fan, you have some positive news. I mean, he's listed as day-to-day. Obviously, you never know with a groin injury how long that's going to last. But He's I mean, got the knee sprain, too. Yeah, and I mean, LeBron James has question marks around him, too. So we don't know how serious these Lakers injuries are. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm hoping it's not as serious as it is, as it sounds at least, but... Lakers, I mean, go, are going up against a really good team. And we knew that they were a good team, Nick. But I didn't know 
if it was kind of like a little bit of a you know a haze going into uh, with with Phoenix. Well, the, with with AD, they win the series. Yeah, I think they would have won today. I agree. Anthony Davis but without him, it, but it does not look good. I know, like LeBron's like tough to like. You don't really count out all that stuff, but I don't. I don't know if the team even puts up really any help for him. Aside from what Schroeder and maybe, not even Drummond. Drummond's not even that yeah, good. I, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't even put him in that category. No, Drummond. I mean, I, I was excited to see what Drummond would do with LeBron. I mean, may, maybe with no AD, but I really don't. I don't expect much right now because I haven't seen much. Yeah, I mean, Drummond. You're not going to get offense out of Drummond. Drummond is strictly a rebounder, and that not even defense. Because what Aiden did today, I know he didn't really put up the. You know, he's legit. He he looks good. He, he's he the real deal. He's not a guy that's gonna like get you like fifty points, but he's gonna give you hustle. And no, but what he had he had what fifteen rebounds today? He had fourteen points, seventeen rebounds, and two steals and a block. So I mean, he had, he had a solid game. He's gonna give yeah, you energy. He, he looks good. Drummond is is usually that rebounder, so it's you know that's two heavyweight rebounders, but Drummond is not even close to being as good as DeAndre Ayton. So. I mean, I think that's the best series right now. It's obviously the closest series that we have right now, um, depending on how the Jazz and Memphis looks, and uh, also Dallas how the Clippers Dallas too. Clippers tonight. So, they're uh, Clippers. Clippers are up forty-eight thirty-one. Yeah. So anything can happen in that game and um, and in that series. So, but as of right now, I would say the Lakers Suns best series right now. If you ask me, the first game. Of the playoffs, I would have said the Knicks versus the um, Atlanta Hawks would be the best one, but I mean Atlanta. It's just disappointing because like I, the hype around it is still fun. Yes, it's still fun watching because like you get all the the Trey Young hate from the fans, and I like that. But it's like they don't like it's not like Julius Randle like that he didn't play too well at the beginning, but he didn't play bad tonight. So let's play a little bit of a game. This afternoon. Let's play a little bit of a game. I'm sorry to cut you off. I just didn't. I didn't want you to give out too much information before we did this because that's part of my thing. Um, is what in this game is going to be what I'm going to say about that. So I want you to pick, pick a team that you think is exceeding expectations, and what would that team be? I I would like to say exceeding is Mavs. Mavs, okay. Mavericks, yeah. Just cut. I mean, it's it's gonna be tough now because I think Luca's injury is really starting to bother him. Yeah, with the the nerve pain in his arm, but he he seems to be like struggling a little bit this game. So. Yeah, I mean, anything with the neck too. He has a neck strain, and anything with that is just, you know, little bit scary. I mean, that's a that's a major body part. And if it's if it's strained, then it's it's obviously not going to be you know he's not going to be one hundred percent. And they need Luca. Luca really is his team. Um, early in the series when it was two zero, Dallas, the L.A. Clippers had no idea how to stop Luca, and the fact that he just got hurt and kind of slowed down a bit, and now the Clippers are starting to you know creep back in. Uh, and I mean you're getting somewhat good play from Paul George, whether I hate to admit it or not. You're also getting a good play from Kawhi. You're getting you're getting good play. Like the last couple games from Paul George have been good. 
They, they don't want to get embarrassed again. No. No, I mean, I mean, who would? I mean, these guys... <laughs> these guys wanted to play with each other. They have a very good roster. But they wanted to play with each other. Kawhi would not go anywhere without Paul George. Whoever got Paul George, that's where Kawhi was going. And he made that clear. But, I mean, going with... I don't understand that. <laughs> but going back to Paul George, Nick, he's put up 29 points last game. The game before that, 28 points. 23 points the game before that. Like, he's put up some good numbers. He looks much better than he normally does in the playoffs. Well, yeah. I mean, at some point, you got to break the shell. It's like... I'm trying to think of uh, another team that's like that, whether it's football or not. I guess it's like kind of like, I don't know, who's a football player that always does well in regular season and then tanks in the in the playoffs? Lamar. Lamar, yeah, he's exactly. That's a, exactly a good point. Lamar Jackson always tanks in the playoffs. He always is the best player, MVP one year, and then doesn't do anything. Paul George is we'll, always. We'll get into that on the other podcast. I got a few other things I want to talk about on that. Let's yeah, but I'm saying like Paul George is always like a top five MVP vote, and then in the playoffs just tanks. So, but this year it looks like it could be his year, and especially. The last time he was good in the playoffs was when he was on the Pacers. Yeah, but it's... now it's like since since then it's like he's been nothing. I'm gonna go with one of my surprise teams and. You started to go into it. I'll just go into it right now. And that's the Atlanta Hawks as a surprise team. I mean, that team looked like they were going to be down in the dumps game one. It looked like, you know, the New York Knicks were going to win that game. And then all of a sudden, Trey Young is a different type of player in the playoffs. I mean, he's nasty. He looks like a younger Steph Curry, like what he was doing in the playoffs. It's, yeah, statistically, it's awesome. he's been awesome. Like, uh, the I saw a tweet earlier with his stats for all four of the games. I think it was like... I think no less than, like, 32 points every yeah. game. Yeah. I mean, he's just, he's unreal at, like, at the playoffs. I mean, this is the first time he's ever played, too. And he's looking like a seasoned vet. Um, this, this looked like uh, their team today looked the most complete out of all the games they've played so far. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, this one, they really, I mean, the New York Knicks. I mean, their, their big three today was Gallinari. Trey Young and uh, John Collins. Yeah, and I think Collins, what he had, like eighteen going in the half, and then he had to get stitches in his lip. Hey, I I don't want to, you know, speculate at all. But if the Atlanta Hawks win this game, I think this team actually kind of pairs up well against the uh, Brooklyn Nets. It, in a way, it's uh, it's it's Bucks uh, Hawks Eastern Conference Final. Really? You think so? I mean, the way the way we got absolutely destroyed by them. Yeah, yeah but I mean, there you go. And they're coming off a rest too. Yeah. Like they're really they're really sitting into the new team. So. So what's another one of your overachievers? Not maybe not overachievers, but one of your teams that are, are surprising you, per se. Um, the the Grizzlies have stayed awfully uh, consistent. I mean, they've been kind of competitive. They haven't really, you know, since Donovan Mitchell I, came back. I that, think it's going to be tough cool. that Donovan Mitchell's back. Yeah. But I, I do like that they've they've put up as much of a competition for them as they have to this point. Yeah. Well, I mean, just having Donovan Mitchell back is is kind of put a little bit of a um The bubble teams, man. Sale. Or the, the play-in teams, man. That's what I told you last episode. I said the playing teams are going to kind of do well because of how much momentum they got from that playing game. Mm-hmm. 
especially Memphis. I mean, Memphis was supposed to be, I think they were one of the worst teams in seeded wise in the, uh, in the playing game. And then now they're doing pretty well. Yeah. I don't think they're going to win the series. I did before, but that's before I knew like what was going to happen with Donovan Mitchell. Now that Donovan Mitchell, I think they still lose. Who Memphis? Yeah, I gotta stick with the Jazz on this one. Oh yeah, but I mean, it would. Memphis has <laughs> given them a good series. My my favorite part of the series so far is that Ja keeps trying to dunk on Rudy Gobert. He's trying to send this dude. <laughs> he's trying to send this dude all the way down the the underworld. Yeah. He keeps failing, but like he's on a mission. <laughs> <laughs> so one of my other surprise teams, I'm gonna. Look up yours right now for your next one, and I'm gonna just I'm just gonna talk about mine right now. Mine is uh, definitely the the Phoenix Suns. So the fact that they're actually competitive against the Rindon champs is is incredible to me. I think that Phoenix is a team that is young, but also kind of old because of Chris Paul and Jay Crowder. But those two players are adding a little bit of a veteran presence to that Jay team. Jay Crowder would be nice, though. He's, they've been, they both have been. Chris Paul is playing like I'm, I'm so upset he's not on the Heat anymore. Yeah, but <laughs> Nick, I'm, I'm just saying, like, the Phoenix Suns, like, if they get past the LA Lakers, they could make it to the, the finals this year. And I would imagine that. A team that went undefeated in the bubble, missed the playoffs because their record was poor, come back the following season, add a veteran presence with Jay Crowder, Chris Paul, only get better and now are just, you know. Aiton kind of coming into his own, too. Yeah. Well, Aiton got suspended because of uh, PEDs. So, I don't know if it was PEDs, but he some kind of enhancer, um, muscle enhancer. So, I mean, I don't know. Watch out for the Phoenix Suns. If they get past the Lakers, I think they can beat anybody, especially with that momentum. Agreed. I, I mean, the only concern of mine is that like Devin Booker's scoring a lot, but he's not—he's not making his own shot. That's good though. That's what I want. No, but like he should be able to. He—I mean, he—he he can. The guy put up seventy points in a game before. He can create his own yeah, shot. Yeah, no, but who, who, I don't even remember who that was against. That was against Boston. <laughs> yeah, so like. I was Isaiah Thomas here, so so no defense yeah, was being exactly. played. But anyway, I mean. Devin Booker and Chris Paul, I think, are one of the two best players. Like that he needs now. Chris Paul to make him better. Yeah, that's why it's nice that his injury is kind of wearing off a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's um, like what what I saw today. Did you did you get to watch that game? Today? I did. Yeah, it was. Did you watch the? Uh, I think it was at halftime. Was, or no, after the game, when after AD had gotten hurt, Shaq was like, "This series is determined by whether or not he wants to play injured." Because like athletes play injured, they just don't play hurt. So if he's hurt, the series is over. But if he plays injured, they still win the series. Yeah, I mean, I agree with that. I mean, you need to play in the playoffs if you actually care about your team and care about winning and care about even your legacy. You need to play hurt in the playoffs or play injured, whatever you just said. So I agree. I mean, I think that Anthony Davis, arguably one of the best power forward slash centers in the league, but he needs to play. I mean, he needs to play to, for the Lakers to do well. LeBron James cannot carry this team. I shouldn't say can. Not anymore. I mean, he can. He can. I mean, I, I don't know. I think he can carry you past Phoenix, but I don't know if he can carry 
to the uh, the finals by himself anymore. I think if they if they beat Phoenix though, they they get AD back before the second series. Yeah, I mean, I think I don't I, even think he won't be a hundred percent, but he'll he'll go out there. I don't think Anthony Davis is going to miss any time too. I think he's going to be right back. Yeah, absolutely. I, I don't think so. I think he skips at least one. Yeah. So Nick, what's one of your another one of your teams that you have enjoyed? Who else do we have? I mean, you have Portland. We didn't talk about Denver. That's another good series. Uh, I have Portland winning that though. Philadelphia. You do as well, right? Yeah, you have Philadelphia. I'll talk about another one of mine then. So another one of my, not I shouldn't say surprises, but a team that I'm happy is doing well is is the Philadelphia 76ers. So th- that's a team that I have winning. Um, but I thought it was kind of a trap series against the Wizards who came out of that playing tournament kind of playing pretty well and kind of had a hot finish to their season. So I, I mean, was... that, that that series is is Beal and Westbrook versus an army. So Yeah, no, I understand that, but I was a little bit nervous that those two were going to figure out how to stop, you know, Embiid, Simmons, and Tobias Harris. But... I'm just happy for Philadelphia. I'm not a Philadelphia fan. Uh, I'm not a Philadelphia 76ers fan by any means. You can't be. But no, I can't be. But I do enjoy watching them play basketball. So I would like to see them in the finals going up against whoever they play in the West. Um, so I'm happy for Philadelphia, and they are kind of overachieving in a way because of um, sweeping That's fair. anybody is is pretty good. So you have one more. No, I think I think for the most part, all the other teams like they've been in this spot before. They're not really going above and beyond what I already expected. Like, well, you kind of had a twofer in a way. You know, Trailblazers are playing like themselves. It's tough not having Jamal Murray for Nuggets, but they both teams have been in this spot before. They both made it past the first round. I mean, you kind of had like a twofer, if you want to say, because you kind of mentioned the Clippers, kind of overachieving, and you also mentioned. Dallas Mavericks kind of overachieving. Not overachieving, but doing well right now because of I, I think that one stuff. is definitely more the Mavs because, like I said, like the Clippers have been, like I just said with Portland and the Nuggets, like Clippers have been in the spot before. They should they should know how to win the first round of a series. Absolutely. So, All right, Nick, next one. Underachievers, teams, three teams that you felt disappointed in. I'm going to go. My f- team. I was going to say, you're going to have to go first for this one. sucked. They looked absolutely dead for three games in a row. And you're talking about the Miami Heat. The interviews disgusted me. Like, no fire at all. You get the first half of the game yesterday, awesome. Like, they were up by a bunch. Like, they were on fire going into the half. And then they just did nothing in the second half. Yeah, I mean, that's the number one. They stopped Bam from scoring. The team that made it to the finals, Nick. can't score against his team. The team that made it to the finals a year ago gets swept in the first round. I mean, that's... And it was all social media, that exact phrase. Yeah. That, that's that's tough. I mean, I'm just... I mean, it doesn't help that, you know, that one of their lead scorers, Crowder, is on the Suns. Like, we lose... You lost defense. You lost a little bit of the veteran play, better veteran play in Jay Crowder. Um, what we did get in... In the by the trade deadline is dead. Oladipo is gone. His whole quad is blown out. Like, 
that was I, to me that was the big thing. Offensively is gone. To me, that was the big thing in in the series was losing out on Victor Oladipo. The the only the only people on that team that deserve to stay, Bam, Butler, and Deadman. That's it. Everyone else Deadman. wipe them. I don't give. Did you just say Dwayne, Dwayne Deadman? I understand he, he had very very good. The energy is the concern for me. He's the only one that a whole series that actually looked like he wanted to play. Dwayne Deadman. He's old, but that means he comes back on a lower tier contract too. <laughs> I just I'm laughing because I haven't heard that name in forever. I know. I mean, he, he's old, but he actually showed up to every game of that series. That's awesome. I mean, he. Uh, I don't know. What about Tyler Hero? Tyler Hero is a good player. You can't. I don't know. I I honestly, out of the young guys. I prefer none. Well, to me, Nick, the one thing that cost you guys was that Victor Oladipo trade. For not just like what happened to Victor Oladipo, no Olenek, but losing out on Kelly Olenek. I mean, that guy when he went to Houston actually looked like an, almost an MVP in the that boosts his since that trade his like uh, confidence buyout. Yeah, when he come when it comes contract time. Oh, I mean, he looked incredible, Nick. He was he was just rejuvenated. Like he rejuvenated his career. He's so weird because there he has games like that all the time on Miami, but there was like some very questionable games for him in the playoffs last year, and it's like he's he can't do that all the time. No, unfortunately, well, I, mean, he's, I guess he could because I would love to keep him. But the priority for Miami in the offseason is going to be is going to be a five and a four. Like you need someone who could you know space out the floor a little bit and then have it so there's someone that's specifically in the paint and can play defense in there and allow Bam to switch around because he can't switch when there's no one in the middle. So what do you think? Do you think Bam is a power forward or a center? I think he's more power forward than anything. I agree. I agree with that. I think that he is a better power forward. I don't think he... Because he can score way more than any, most centers can. He's got to work on his three-point shot. I know it's developing. That, that's his main but... priority in the offseason. Yeah. I think specifically offensively. If he can actually look like Julius no Randle. he's a good defensive player. It's just offensively, like, they were able to stop him. If you can look like Julius Randle did this year, I think that'll be the best-case scenario for the Miami Heat. Because Julius Randle went from, like, a 20% three-point shooter to, like, almost 40% in just like, season. At center, you the only people we have playing center now are Deadman, and he didn't really play with Bam. No. And, he I mean, wasn't really in that lineup. And then Iguodala, but, like... <laughs> Iggy is, is old. He, he's, not a, he's not a center... No, and it, he's in my opinion, he's more of a shooting guard than anything. Well, the one thing that you guys did last year, and I, I hate to keep mentioning it, but Jay Crowder could play center. Jay Crowder, Iggy, <laughs> he was like, so good offensively. He was a great player. He killed he the Celtics. He was the biggest loss of the offseason. Yeah, I mean that was it's it's the little things like it's the little bench role players that you know make up a a good team, make up a championship team. I mean every mm-hmm. team every team has that like bench player. The, like the good second tier players, Dragic. Exactly, every team has it. I mean, you look at Miami, not Miami. Look at um the LeBron James Cleveland Cavaliers from years past when they had, you know, J.R. Smith coming off the bench, Kyle Korver. Like you have those veteran, like those all old like veterans. weirdly disgusting players. Yeah, but they're also old and they're veterans, and they don't do what yeah. they did ten years ago. But they bring a veteran presence, which is you know what you need for a championship team. I mean, LeBron has it now with. Montrez Harrell coming off the bench. 
With I guess mm-hmm. now. Yeah, I mean, sure. he was the starter, but now. Yeah. So one of my teams, Nick. I got to get into it. I guess I'll talk about my team for a minute. Our teams really did uh, do nothing but disappoint so far, except I mean, for that one night for Tatum. I don't want to say the Boston Celtics really disappointed me because I didn't really have high expectations of them. That's fair. Um, but what what's kind of disappointing is the fact that we keep losing players to injuries. Robert Williams. That was expected. We talked about this. No, I know, but Robert Williams is a terrific center, one of the best up and coming centers in the league. If you ask me, a little biased, but not really. He is pretty good. He is, he's pretty good. It, it's unfortunate because I thought that turf toe was healed. It just keeps coming back, and I don't know what's, goes, what's going on. I mean, it's hard because it's like, it's the, you know, like the basis of the injury, but it's like if you're not 100%, it's going to keep coming back. Yeah, and the play on wood. What, he's got a, he sprained his ankle as well. Yep. And the other one, to me, that but this one just hurts a little bit more because he's my favorite player of all time. Is Kemba Walker and his knee. I mean, I just don't understand what's going on with that guy's knee. This I, time it's different, though. Yeah, but he does not play back-to-backs because of rest management. And I just, I don't know. Knees... That's with, how it was in the regular season, though. This this time it's a completely different injury. Knees, though, with, with older players and small go-to-the-hoop kind of players is a career-ender to me. I mean, that, that, it's, it's scary to me that he could possibly... You know, this could end his career in a couple seasons. Like, he could be that guy that goes and... Do you know how much longer is on his contract? Well, he just signed it. He signed it last year. But, I mean, he could possible buyout or possible trade candidate at the end of the season. If he doesn't come back 100%, he's going at the trade deadline next year. Yeah. I mean, he he has a whole offseason... Oh, I shouldn't even say he has a whole offseason because the season's not going to end until late July, early August. Their offseason ends this year, (laughs) Or it starts well, this series. Yeah, I mean, for the Celtics, yeah. But I'm just saying, for like every team, like the season, you don't really have an off season again because the season starts in October, so you have two months of a off season. I mean, granted, what that, like, obviously we all expect them to lose the series because Tatum can't carry. Well, by yeah, himself. but I'm just saying, like in general, like the season for every player, like you're not going to get a lot of rest. Like if LeBron James goes to the finals again, like he's not going <laughs> to have a toast. lot of rest. Yeah, and like, I mean, that's I'm just saying, with the age of these some of these players, and the lack of no off season, or the lack of too much of an off season, I mean, that's gonna hurt somebody because too much of an off season for some players, you're going to obviously not be in game shape, and injuries are gonna occur. So, it's a little nerve wracking, but the Celtics, I guess, they played their best of their abilities for not having Jalen Brown, Kemba Walker, Robert Williams. And they put up a fight at least. More. They they won a game. And you know what? They won a game against arguably one of the best offenses of all time and one of the best teams of all time. So I'm happy that they at least put up a fight and Jason Tatum's not going down without a fight. So we'll see. They're down 3-1. You never know. Um, they could come back, but they need Jalen Brown. Doubtful. It's very doubtful. So what about what about you? What's another big disappointment for you? How are the other series turning out right now? We well, kind of mentioned one before. We talked about the so New York maybe Knicks. We can't touch Portland Nuggets because I said they were basically what they were. What about the New York Knicks? Let's talk about those. That team. Very, very good point. That's a big disappointment to me. Um, I was gonna, that was my second one. Um, it's, the, everyone keeps talking about their lack of offense, which I think honestly 
It's not. It makes sense. It's not like it's a surprise. It's, it's the lack of targets that can play offense. Everybody knew they had a poor offense. Everybody knew they had a great defense. The defense is what made them a four seed in the playoffs. And they had a pretty bad offense. We all knew about that. But the fact that Julius Randle is underproducing is the reason why the New York Knicks are also underproducing. Do they re-sign him in the offseason? You have to. That's your that's your guy. I mean, that's they have your, 16 million cap space. That's your guy. If you can get somebody to go... I mean, Julius Randle in the playoffs... I, I, I was hoping he was going to do well, but if you look at it, you have a guy that just came on this season, and teams are going to you know defend you a little bit more than they do in the regular season. So it, it's a tough task to be that one guy. R.J. Barrett needs to step up. Ob Toppin should have stepped up this season. He kind of was he didn't look bad the last game, but Derek Rose kind of stepped up, got the starting role um, over uh, Alfred Payton. And, I mean, I just think that this team just needs to sign some players in the offseason and actually do what they say they're going to do every year and spend some money. But Are they are they a prime spot for free agents yet? I would say, I mean, come on. You see what these that fan base is doing in the in the Madison Square Garden with, Honestly, with that fan? I, I, mean, I say on. yes, but I, I see a lot of no. How, like, I, if you had to choose one, one team to go to, in New York, Brooklyn. This is this is tough, actually. Brooklyn or the Knicks. Which one would you go to? Well, I, as a player, as a player, I feel like I would like to go Knicks just because I'd play. <laughs> yeah, you'd play. You'd bring that like, team back. Who, I mean, it, like, who am I gonna beat out if I'm on the Nets? I just wouldn't want to play it with the Nets because they're just. I mean, I, I'm biased. I shouldn't say that, but the New York Knicks. Are New York's team. It's basically like, like you, you get your money and you get to play. Listen to this for a second, Nick. It's basically like saying, I'm going to go play baseball for the New York Yankees or the Mets. Like, you're going to choose the Yankees because that's New York's baseball team. That's coming from me. I'm a diehard Mets fan. But I know as a fan that the New York Yankees are the bigger fan base. Like, the New York Knicks are the is, is New York's te- basketball team. Like, uh-huh. That is New York's team. That, it, that arguably is New York's like overall team, like as a as a baseball, basketball, hockey, Agreed. you know anything, football. It could possibly be the New York Knicks is like on top for biggest fan bases. So that team needs to spend money. You're seeing what that fan base does when that team makes the playoffs, and that's one of the best fan bases in basketball. And I don't care what you say. I thought it was hilarious that they were chanting. Trey Young is balding. Like that was no, the funniest thing. The, all the stuff, <laughs> all the stuff at at the garden has been the best. Like even, I mean, hey, even Atlanta fans gave it back to the New York Knicks. They were calling Julius Randle overrated all day. Today. I love it. I, I heard. I, it. I that's the part I like about the series. Obviously, the Knicks are just getting their ass kicked, but like, <laughs> it's yeah. hilarious to watch. Even if they are, because you get you get the banter from the fans, which is like something we've been waiting for. Hey, I mean. I love it. I, I could do without the, the whole, you know, spitting at players, um, throwing popcorn Oh, yeah, at that's players. awful. I don't know how that's increased so much just from well, people just being back. Fans, like, are, fans are excited to be back, and they kind of go well, over. Who was but, like, mm, I'm excited. I'm going to go spit on someone. Like, I'm, I'm really surprised that nobody has gone streaking on the court, to be honest with you. I, that, that, 
but I would want to know the odds on that because I would have definitely thought first game back somebody would, you know, go streaking on the court. So I don't know. I, I I'm glad the fans are back. I wish they were tone it down a little bit, but it's nice to have that atmosphere because I'm not gonna lie to you. Like watching, I'm a big sports guy. Everybody knows that. So watching sports without fans kind of kind of bored me a little bit. Like I would be watching a game and it'd be like you know, the fake crowd noise, which I guess was nice at some points. Like, you know, you get, they're at least trying, but having the real fans back, there's nothing like it. And you can actually tell the difference between having no fans there and having fans, just hearing them chant stuff that, you know, you're not going to get with the fake crowd noise and stuff. is just awesome. You're never going to get the fake crowd noise chanting. Trey Young is balding. So that was at least fun. So I want the New York Knicks to win. I, I still want them to come back. I, also want the Hawks to win. I wish they didn't have to play. As of today, I really don't know if they will. No. I think like, they have... I'd still like to say they will because like, I'd love to see them go deeper into the playoffs after so long, but I don't know if they're quite there yet. Yeah, the next game is in Atlanta too, so I want them to at least go back to MSG. I want the Knicks to win the next game and go to MSG and give those that fan base one more game, at least, in the playoffs. Um, another disappointment... Pointment... We have kind of uh, touched base a little bit about it. But I'm going to go with uh, the Wizards. We kind of talked about it a little bit, but I wanted to mention a little bit more on why I think they're a disappointment. So we talked about how that they battled out. They came back and actually clinched a spot in the um, the playing tournament. And then they kind of are just like fading away. I know Philadelphia is a great team. I know they have a lot of better players on that team but anybody that gets swept to me is a disappointment i don't care if it's a one versus eight i don't care if it's a three versus four versus five like nobody should get swept in the playoffs these guys are grown men these guys are professional basketball players nobody should get swept and if they do get swept it needs to be a red flag for the nba and get rid of these seven game series off their slate and start over yeah i mean Bradley Beal needs to go. Russell Westbrook probably should go. But I don't know. I am a firm believer that nobody should leave. Everybody should stay in their city, and you should build around those players. But that's just me. Give me Bradley Beal, please. Yeah. Bradley Beal is the hot commodity going into this offseason. I guarantee he gets traded. Don't know where, but he will be going somewhere. So, all right, Nick. I wanted to talk about that if we could for a minute. Go ahead. Can we talk about who our teams need out of this offseason, out of the free agents available? Yeah, I mean, I guess with our teams basically being out, do um, you want to mention all the free agents real quick? So, there's a lot of them. Um, but, I mean, maybe – so, top ten would be Chris Paul, Kawhi, obviously, Mike Conley, Lowry, DeMar DeRozan, Otto Porter – Victor Oladipo, which is concerned because he's still hurt. Uh, Goran Dragic, Tim Hardaway Jr., Dennis Schroeder, Evan Fournier, Danny Green, Andre Iguodala. I guess those are some pretty good ones. I mean, another few good ones, maybe Cody Zeller. Um, Kelly Olenek, obviously, is a free agent. Norman Powell. Montrez Harrell, Lonzo, Lewis Williams, 
Yeah, I mean... DJ Tucker, Derrick Rose, like, that's probably the bulk of the good ones. I heard... I mean, it's just tough, because I would say, as of right now, really what the Celtics need... what do you think you guys need the most? Center? No. I would have... Last year, I would have said, yes, center. But, point guard. Mm, Kemba may be on the way out. I hate to say that, but yeah, point, point guard or bench help? I would say... I heard a couple. I like Dennis Schroeder. At least he could be a six man if Kemba stays. Like I, I mean, Kemba, Kemba needs help. Kemba is not a starter because Kemba takes the next. Like, oh, this bugs me. But Kemba takes the next game off on a back to back. Like he'll never play consecutive days. So when Kemba sits down, you need a guy to come in and be the backup. Marcus Smart. Do you know his contract look out? Like, do you know how much he's getting paid? Kemba. Yeah. Well, he got a four-year. If, max. if not, I'll look into it really quick. Well, no, he got a four-year max. I know that. So he's he's on the he's on the Celtics for two more years. Like he, he I mean, he's I believe thirty-one years old, and he'll be. I mean, he'll be there for two more years. So basically, does he have a no trade clause or no? I mean, no. I mean, he. That, that's not really common in the NBA as much. That's fair. That's more of a um, football, baseball kind of a thing. Being on the NHL too, I guess. Yeah. So, I mean, mm, I think they they maybe try and get they get him off the books, and maybe honestly, Mike Conley or Lowry would be good for you guys. Nah, I don't. I don't want any of them. Kyle Kyle's going somewhere west. I guarantee that. Um, but I don't. I don't like. Uh, I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to get rid of him. I mean, because you're not going to get anything for him. You're not going to get a first round pick. You're not going to get a second round. I mean, you barely get a second round pick. So, I someone's got to be willing to send something to you. Kemba, you said you want bench help. I mean, you could definitely get that for Kemba. Yeah, but Kemba could be the bench help. Get a for good, another team. No, it I'm. Could be anything. I'm just saying, like Kemba for the Celtics could be the bench help. Like Kemba could, could end up, you know, being the sixth man, which I'm okay with. Bringing Kemba off the bench gives him rest, gives him time to rest those knees, which seem to be, you know, the issue for him. And bring him off the bench, putting him in. I mean, I think that could be the bench help right there. Just get another guy that can start. Hmm. I don't know. What about you, Dick, though? Like, we talked about the Celtics. What what does Miami need in this offseason? Well, being that, like, half of them seem to be either a team option for free agency or they're just a free agent in general. I mean, you can automatically take off what a Rizzo be a free agent? Uh, Iguodala's free agent. Dragic could be. Um, it's up to the team, but I think he's still probably solid. Um, Oladipo most likely. I, I don't know if they would even keep him because that knee really is a concern with the quad. Um, I mean, for the most part, like that's half the guys that play a decent amount of time. Yeah, I mean, well, I think those guys. You can do better with. I mean, via draft or via free agency, you can do better than Trevor Ariza, who is old. Um, you can do better than Andre Iguodala, who again is old. And well, Goran Dragic is pretty concern, old too. I think for age. I know I said out west for Kyle Lowry, but the Miami Heat could be a possible destination for him. Duncan Robinson is also a free agent. I forgot that as well. But what do you think your biggest need is for? Where's your biggest hole right now? Some some type of help for Bam. And guess what? John Collins, free agent, 
I think that yes. would be obviously it depends how well the Hawks do in the playoffs this year could kind of sway, persuade him to stay. Um, but to me, it's going to cost a lot of money for John Collins, first of all. And yeah, well. I think the fact that you guys, you know, get Oladipo off the books, hopefully could possibly give you the money for John Collins. So, I mean, I don't know. I think that's your biggest need. I think you guys need a power forward or center to kind of, I mean, could you imagine that Bam at the center, John Collins at the power forward, um, Jimmy at small forward, shooting guard, Tyler Hero, and then point guard. I would say Kyle Lowry would probably be another good fit for you guys. Um, that would that just sounds like a pretty good starting lineup for next year, and that just sounds like a team that's ready to attack the playoffs next year, and hopefully not have to play in the playing round. <laughs> Even though you didn't. It's, it's, look, it's either they they search out a four that helps them with scoring, or they get a five that is kind of. I saw I saw something today. It was about a. Brooke Lopez being like the five to assist out Giannis. Yeah. So you know he he gets the ball back and he dishes out to Giannis, who then usually tends to score. Mm-hmm. But that that's what I think that's what Bam needs because if he works on offense most of the off season, he probably won't be stopped by very many people because yeah. he can already score. It's just he he has so many ways to score. He just hasn't perfected any of them yet. Yeah, and I mean I. I just think that, again, at that position, it takes a lot of time. I mean, there's a lot of good centers that are young and up and, co- up and coming. So I think that the fact that he, he's kind of – he took one year in college, he went to the NBA. It's kind of his growth. I think that that's a thing with these one-and-done players and eventually these um, players in overtime elite that we're going to have. These he players, only gets better from here. Well, that's what I'm saying. These, these players are so young. He hasn't peak yet. Like these players are so young, they're going to go to the NBA and basically take the three years that they would have had in college to develop in the NBA. That's why, they, like, look at Giannis. Giannis was the same weight as you and I, but also eight inches taller than us. And then he filled out, developed, and now he's one of the best players in the NBA. So that's why these teams are taking, you know, young guys and developing them, which is awesome. So, I think that the Miami Heat are going to have a good draft pick. There's a lot of good players, silent players because of, obviously, a COVID year in the NCAA college basketball. But it's a pretty good draft. I think that they can get somebody good and develop him. And, I mean, Miami's a good good drafting team, to say the least. They usually do do they, tend to do that, they yeah. They do pretty, pretty well in the draft, there, historically. Yeah. I'd like to see... Precious pan out since he didn't really get a lot of minutes this season. Bam didn't his first year either. So no, and a lot of people compare Precious to to Bam. So we'll see. I mean, I think in a couple couple seasons you're gonna have a pretty solid team. But the only issue I said John Collins is going there. We'll see. He's got a lot of um, earlier in the season they had, they said that there was a lot of tension between John Collins and Trey Young and coaching and GMs and. We'll see, but you know if they if they win the the NBA Finals, then somehow that tension goes away for a while. Yeah, I think I think all of that just dissipates pretty quick. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think it's uh, it's a pretty good playoffs, and 
I think this is a, a good way to wrap it up for now, Nick. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm just looking forward to the rest of these games because the ones that are panning out how they should are going to be pretty impressive to watch the rest of the the whole playoff series. I mean, the only concern in any of the games right now that don't seem to be like, oh, one team could win over the other is going to be the Clippers-Mavs series because Luka's, like, unconscious in this game. Like, looks the part. Like, the pain is obviously killing him. So I would like to see how that ends up paying out and if he can kind of get over that in the next game or two. But Absolutely. other than that, I think it's going to be exciting. Yeah, no, we have a good first round. Um, we're going to talk next week, and it should be into the second round next time we speak. So um, that's going to do it for today's episode of Nothing But The NBA. Um, definitely keep up with listening. We're going to have a lot more content on the NBA playoffs, so definitely tune in each week on that. If you want to contact us, email is nothingbutnbapodcast at gmail.com. Twitter, Instagram, nothing but the NBA. Hit us on our socials, email us, feedback, give us some questions you might have, and also give us some bold predictions on the playoffs. We'd love to hear them and incorporate it onto our episodes. So um, everybody, enjoy the playoffs, stay safe, and enjoy your week.